What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Moving to Florida show. I am your host, Judson, along with co-host Mohit Badlani. What's going on, Judd? What's up? What's up? Uh, interesting topic today, Mo. Yeah, we're going to switch it up a little bit. <laughs> switch it up a little bit. <laughs> Guys, so we, we come to you a lot, I know, and talk about um, tips on buying a home here in Florida because a lot of you guys are you know obviously looking at moving to Florida. But one thing we don't talk about, uh, I don't think ever, is selling your home. Maybe we've mentioned yeah. it before. Yeah, we've mentioned it before. I don't think we've gone in depth with it. I think today we're going to go dive in a little deeper. Right. So general thought was we've we've kind of um, beat a dead horse, so to speak, on buying a home, <laughs> buy a home, buy a home. But, you know, a lot of you guys do have a home to sell wherever you are. So we thought we'd just come come to you with some tips on uh, on what you need to do to get your home ready to sell, you know, just the steps you need to take, generally all of that. And uh, again, Mo, I don't know how prepared you are if you got a list again today. I don't have a list. I mean, I have a, a mental list when I go through and do a walkthrough in a house or anything like that. So, I mean, I'm going to go by that list, uh, how to prepare your home when we're, you know, going to visit a seller and see what we need to do uh, and get them prepared to sell. So, uh, first things first, call a realtor. <laughs> call us. <laughs> if you very want to sell your home. Yeah. <laughs> very important step. I mean, get somebody to help you. I know a lot of people are doing you know, for sale by owners and that may or may not work, but generally the the consensus is it's going to be harder for you to sell your home on your own versus selling it with a realtor. And, and that's only because we have the power of the MLS. We have the power of uh, you know marketing behind us, marketing dollars and whatnot. Something you might be tight on a budget for as far as marketing is concerned and whatnot. But you know, having it on the MLS is so huge. People don't realize. I know. Uh, you know, we have uh, we have this saying that you know we go by the three P's. <laughs> the three P's. The three P's. <laughs> Put it on the MLS. Pray, and then I guess <laughs> what's right. the third one? <laughs> I don't know. I know I've heard this before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, so, you know what I was going to say? Well, first of all, I, I don't know exactly what the stat is. I think it's something like 89% of all for sale by owners end up listing with a realtor. Right. So, you know, it's slim chances that you're actually going to fully get to the sale listing it for sale by owner. Um, right. Just like Mo said, you know, we know how to market the properties. Obviously, we have access to MLS. Not only that, we know how to properly vet buyers as well, Correct. which is a very Correct. important step. Right. Um, look, I did this once this is partly how I ended up in real estate is when we moved from Louisiana, we put our home for sale by owner. Mm. And you know what? I got it under contract and you know what? Buyer was not qualified at all. <laughs> Wasted a month of my time and wow. finally ended up listing with the realtor and they yeah. found the buyer. So right. yeah, it just, I mean, unfortunately that's just how it goes. Um, just like people that list for sale by owner, they're doing that because they're trying to save a little money on commissions you know what kind of buyers they attract? Yeah. People that want to save money and get a deal. Correct. Just the reality of it. So yeah, definitely. I mean, if, if you're serious about the move and selling your home, contact a realtor. If you don't have one in your area, Mo and I can get you in touch with one for sure. We've got a broad network of, of people that we work with that are professionals. And that, that's the other thing too. You know, don't just pick up and call the first realtor you find. Um, right. Maybe maybe you know somebody in the business. If you know that they're good at what they do, that's great. If not, you might want to interview a few people, you know, talk to a few Agreed. folks, read the reviews online, 
make sure you're dealing with a professional because I'll be honest, guys, the barrier to entry to get your real estate license is not that high. And (laughs) unfortunately, there are a lot of agents out there that don't know what they're doing. So you want to make sure you're working with a a real professional that knows what they're what knows what they're doing. Right, right. And that's your first step. I think that's very important. And then, you know, whoever that realtor is, is going to come and do a walkthrough in the house. Uh, They should at least do a walkthrough and give you the tips uh, on your particular home. Now we can give you a, a blanket thing that we can say that, Hey, you know, make sure your house is neat, clean, and organized. That's one very important thing. You know, people, right. people buy by senses. So they, with their senses. So a sight, smell, touch, uh, those are all very important pieces on selling your home. Uh, so first thing is sight. So if it looks like, you know, you're putting trash, everywhere and it's not organized and it looks like a mess it's going to take you a long long time to sell the property now the second thing i would say is uh is is you know smell i mean understand everyone cooks at home and whatnot and the next person or the next buyer coming through your house may not uh, you know understand or like that smell so i mean when you know you're having a showing coming up at least have your house smell uh neutral i would say like you know put Put some uh, one of those Febreze uh, is your friend. Yeah, Febreze or Glad, <laughs> uh, you know, those plug in Glad stuff and put them around the house. Uh, it really does help this to sell the home if it smells good, too. It does. It does make a difference. I think, too, when I go on showings and they've got one of those like essential oil diffusers, you know, blowing out the little steam, right. it always smells good. It always yeah. smells good. And it just, I mean, even if it's covering something else, you know, inevitably, when you walk in a home, like, you know, as a real estate agent, 90% of the time I can tell if they have pets or not. Like as soon as you step in the door, it's just inevitable. But, you know, you got some nice neutral scent, something to cover it up. It right. does help. It definitely does help. Yeah. Uh, I would say the third thing would probably be uh, don't keep uh, too many personal stuff around. Uh, you, you know, you have buyers coming in and uh, granted they might be coming in with the agent and whatnot, but the agent might be in one room and your bought the buyer will be in another room. So don't have like money and jewelry and stuff laying around and whatnot. So uh, yeah, keep your personal uh, property, you know, in a safe location, take it out of the house, put it in the bank locker, wherever you need to do it. Just don't lay it laying around because uh, you don't want anyone to, uh, to take any of your you know, personal belongings and whatnot. Right. Well, and also declutter, you know, I mean, Correct. unfortunately that's just the reality. We, uh, you know, our stuff tends to fill up all of the space that we allow it to. <laughs> and, and you don't, you know, you don't want your home to look cluttered when people are coming into it. Um, you know, one of the things we say a lot is get down as much as you can, your personal items like family photos and stuff like that. Cause you want the buyers to be able to envision their own family, you know, on that wall. Right. Um, so, you know, get that personal items like that out of there. And not only that, but, um, you know, even like in your closet, you know, I mean, reality is all of our closets are slammed full of, of clothes, right? Unless we're just a minimalist. Um, that's kind of how you want it to look is like you're a minimalist when somebody comes in and looks in your closet because you want it to look nice and, and big and like there's plenty of room to put clothes in there. And if you got it jam packed, that's what they're going to see. <laughs> they're going to see, man, this closet's not big enough. Right. You know, but yeah, it's if supposed you, you to just be a walk-in closet. <laughs> go ahead and start packing some, get some of those clothes, you know, out of the closet, make it look nice and spacious. Um, Get some of the clutter out, the the personal knickknacks and stuff like that. Just if you're going to move anyway, go ahead and start packing. It's going to make right. your home look more inviting and, and look like it's more spacious. 
Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I would say another thing is the exterior of home. If your home needs to hasn't been painted in in twenty years from the outside, uh, go ahead and get that painted. Uh, I mean, it might not look terrible to you, but uh, somebody who's coming to see the house for the first time uh, is going to notice this these things. Uh, paint your house from the outside. If you have to paint your house on the inside. Uh, we all live in a home and, you know, our we have kids that touch the wall and, you know, our feet go drags on the sides or whatever. It may be uh, uh door slamming on the <laughs> on the back end of your wall and whatnot. patch up those holes, uh, you know, paint the house if it needs it. Uh, granted, if it's a year or two old, three and it, or if you're just in very, uh, you know, very much of a neat freak uh, and your house is already, you know, well you know, taking care of. So that may not be something you want to do is, uh, is paint. But, you know, I always recommend, Hey, fresh coat of paint inside and out. Yes. It'll cost you three, four, 500 bucks, maybe a thousand bucks, but you'll get that back in, in your, in the sale of your home. If you have enough uh, equity in there. Yeah. Paint paints, one of those things, not super expensive. Uh, I'll have to counter your there, Mo uh, exterior paints going to be more than a thousand. <laughs> I guess it's market dependent. Uh, but, right. But yeah, I mean, especially that exterior paint, I mean, that's the first impression, right? Somebody walks up to the home and it paints peeling or cracked and faded on the exterior. And they're going to look at that. And that's not a great first impression. They're immediately looking for other stuff, you know, wrong on the inside. And then not only that, most of your home buyers are going to get a home inspection and the home inspector, you know, if if they're, if they tell them the paints at the end of life, they're probably going to come back and ask you to paint it. So you're paying for it at that point. You might as well get it done on the front side and, and get top dollar for your home. Yeah, speaking of an inspection, I mean, if you want to do an inspection of your own, do a third-party inspection prior to putting your home on sale so you know exactly what you need to get fixed. So nothing's a surprise to you when uh, when a buyer does an inspection report. So you, you know, like, hey, you're working on getting something fixed or you've already fixed it. Uh, so uh, have, you can, I mean, it's going to cost you maybe four to $600 to do an inspection. But I mean, in the long run, you'll probably save a lot more money on uh, <laughs> on giving the buyer some credit to get things fixed. That's right. Yeah. And you'll already know all of the issues so you can address those. You can get the things fixed before you even list the property. And that way, when you do get it under contract, you know, the buyer's not going to find anything because you've already fixed them or or you know what they're going to find. Right. Exactly. You know, I mean, that way you're you're confident in when you get the home under contract that you know it's going to closing at that price because they're not going to beat you up on an inspection very true very true now going back to getting your realtor so your realtor should run comps and by running comps i mean like they're going to look at all the comparable homes nearby uh square footage bedrooms updates and all that and price it accordingly now we know it's a seller's market. Everyone wants to get top dollar or beyond top dollar for their home. So uh, I would still recommend it. Price it accordingly. Price it to market value. And and that creates competition for you, too, you know, with the buyers. So if it's priced right, you're, you're probably going to, in this market, get multiple offers. So uh, don't try to overprice your home because then you're a may not get enough showings and B you may not even get an offer because if it's overpriced, uh, people know it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you go back six, eight months ago, um, you know, a, a home in the neighborhood sold at 600. Well, the next person put theirs on market at 640 and got it. And then the right. next one put it at 680. That's not happening anymore. No. Um, with the, with the rise in interest rates, we are seeing things. I, I hate to use the word, but slow down. 
yeah. right? Where, you know, people were getting 30, 40 offers on, on every listing they put, no matter how overpriced it was. That's just not happening anymore. You, you can't put it out there overpriced and expect it to still sell. Um, we have started to see more price reductions too on those homes that were overpriced because they're just sitting. So, right. you know, definitely take your real estate agent's advice on what the suggested pricing is. Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm going in to list a home and I tell them, I think this home's worth 600, we're going to get 600 for it. And they say, no, let's list it at 650. We might have to have a serious conversation because it's just, <laughs> that's, that's not where the market is anymore. It's not happening right. like that anymore. So right. you got to be realistic with your pricing. And it's something to test your, your, your realtor too. If he said, if you tell him, Hey, just throw it out there and say, Hey, let's put it up for 650, for example. And if he's not saying, Hey, I don't think that's a good idea. Or he's, if he's just jumping on the 650, like, yeah, great. Let's do it for 650. Uh, then, you know, you may want to question that realtor. <laughs> Very true. Uh, Another thing you can always do is I, sometimes you might, you know, uh, might be selling in within three years. And I know in Florida, and, and if you sell it less than three years of owning the home, you get some kind of credit back through the title company with your owner's title insurance, too. So, hey, you got some credit over there. Yeah, definitely. You know, find find your documents, your paperwork from when you purchase the property, because there are some savings that could be going on the the title insurance policy, like Mo mentioned there. Um, if you have a survey from when you purchased it, it depends on how old it is, but the buyers may be able to use that. They might be able to save a little bit of money on getting a survey done uh, right. that might, you know, I mean, hey, if, if it saves them a little bit of money, that makes them all that more willing to pay more for your home, right? Right, right. And if you have any floor plans or anything, any kind of documentation that you can share, go ahead and give it to your realtor. He'll he'll upload it to the MLS and make sure that's easier. HOA docs is a very, very big one too. Like if you're having an investor coming in and buying your property, uh, they're going to need the HOA docs. So have that prepared and ready for you. Uh, I know a lot of these uh, HOA companies are not quick to respond. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, if Very you have true. those docs ready for, for your buyer, it, it'll make life a lot easier. I'd say another important one to consider is, uh, you know, how old is your roof? Uh, again, a good yeah. agent's going to ask you this. They're going to look at the roof. But if it's, uh, you know, if it's 20 plus years old, you're probably not getting to closing with uh, with that original roof on. Uh, right. You may list the property. You may get it under contract. But when that inspection comes back, they're probably going to tell them it needs a new roof. And uh, that's something you're going to have to look at. Now, that's definitely something that varies by market. I know roofs do not last a long time here in Florida. Nope. Uh, a 25-year roof lasts 20 years here. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, We are the sunshine state and that, sh- that sun works hard on them. Uh, so again, yeah. you know, your results may vary, but definitely want to consider the age of your roof when you go to list the property, because that is a big expense. And it, it's something, especially in these uh, COVID times that it takes time. You know, we got supply shortages on everything and right. you don't want you don't want to find out, you know, uh, once you're under contract that you got to put a new roof on it and you've suddenly got a fifteen or $20,000 expense uh, plus a two-week delay on your closing. Yeah. That's not the time to find that out. You want to know mm-hmm. that ahead of time. Yeah, and especially with, uh, what's, with the shortages and whatnot that's all happening right now. If you need to replace your roof, put it in right now. Go ahead and call the roofer right now. Get some estimates and whatnot out there and get it fixed if you know you're planning on selling it within the next four to six months. Because it's yep. going to probably take that long for it, a roofer to get out there and get those things fixed. <laughs> Another sure. thing like roof is a, it's a huge one. Your AC units. If your AC units are old and water heater is another one, AC units and water heater, if they're old 
and they're about the end of their life or past the end of their life, you may want to get those replaced as well. Uh, get us if it's not at the end of life, make sure you get a maintenance done on them. Make sure they're ready to go so you don't have any issues during the inspection. Yep, for sure. Important one. Hey, you know what, Mo? I got to go back to um, back to the realtor part. We're going back to step one. Yeah. Uh, if if you're if you're using a realtor, like I said, that uh, that's maybe someone that's familiar to you, someone you've used it before, something like that. Go back and look at their other listings. Make sure that they are using professional photographer. Oh, yes. If, if they are not using a professional photographer, do not hire that real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because if they're if they're trying to save 150 200 bucks on photos yeah. uh, it shows it yeah. shows on the listing you want to show your home in the best light and if they're not doing that they're not selling the home for top dollar uh mm-hmm. it's just it's a very easy way if you if you go look at their old listings and you see a finger anywhere in a photo <laughs> next go to the next agent because that's it's such an easy thing to do i mean yeah i can use my phone it takes great photos i can take pictures but it's not the same thing and no. look i'll confess i've i've taken fo- photos with my phone for certain listings before but it was because of the scenario not because i didn't want to use a professional photographer there are circumstances that that come up where you, you right. have to get creative but generally speaking use a professional photographer. If your agent's not using a professional photographer, you probably don't want to use them. Exactly. And another thing is just like Judson said, use a professional photographer because 90% of people who are going to buy your home has already, have already seen it online, whether it's on Zillow, realtor.com, or even on the MLS. So, I mean, that's back to that first impression thing. First impression is like, Hey, how does this house look? So even if your house looks immaculate and you have iPhone photos, their chances are them coming to see your house because a picture is blurry or whatnot. They're not going to say, hey, because it's a blurry picture, let's just go see the house anyways. Uh, some may do that. Some may not. May just skip it over or, or trash it because you know, a, a photo wasn't done well. Yep. Very true. Sorry. Sorry to backtrack there, but I, I just no, thought that's an good. important one. It's an important <laughs> one, and it's a really easy thing to, to test to go back and look and make sure your agent's using professional photos. All right. And, and, you know, uh, everyone says, no, this might be a little touchy subject. <laughs> it, it's commissions. You know what I mean? Oh, I wanted to talk about this. I was wondering if we were going to go here. <laughs> hey, we'll go over there. Remember, commissions are negotiable. So, I mean, if you're really, really tight and whatnot and you, you want to save a few bucks, negotiate the, the commission. I'm sure uh, I'm sure the realtor would be open to doing that. Now, here's the uh, backside. If your realtor is phenomenal and excellent and he did everything he was supposed to do and uh and and went above and beyond his worth is there that means i mean usually that six percent is the is the baseline he's probably worth all of that six percent even though we split it three and three three percent to the buyers and three percent to your listing agent he may be worth he or she may be worth that uh that full three percent so Look at what they have to offer you before you start negotiating the uh, commission. Yep, absolutely. Something that you want to want to consider. Um, but that's an important part that Mo just hit on. Like, I think a lot of people don't know, you know, maybe you've never sold a home before, so you don't really know how that works. But the seller traditionally in most markets pays both the commission for both agents on both sides of the transaction. Now, the way that it really works is they pay the listing agent or the listing agent's brokerage, actually. And then that brokerage shares 
the commission with the other uh, brokerage that represented the buyer. That's how that typically works. But yeah, I mean, that is truly one of your biggest closing costs on the sell side of a transaction is real estate commissions. Right, right. Sounds good. Anything else you want to add? I think we've covered a lot of the selling stuff, but I'm sure we can go go into depth with uh, su- su- certain subjects here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we hit on all the high points here. You know, um, make sure you hire a professional, solid realtor that takes professional photos. Um, first impressions are very important. So again, professional photos. And if the home needs some paint, if it needs some touch-ups, if it needs some light repairs, um, especially the way the market's moving right now, I'd suggest just go ahead and get them done because that's going to allow you to um, to get the home sold as quick as possible for the most uh, amount of money possible and uh, get you down here to Florida, which is the whole point of this thing, right? Yeah, exactly. And if you are in Florida, you can always give us a call and we will definitely love to help you guys out. There we go. Mo, you want to share the contact info with them? All right. Now we want to hear from you guys. Uh, You can reach us on our Moving to Florida show hotline by dropping a voicemail or texting us at 407-900-5859 or drop us a DM on Facebook or Instagram at Moving to Florida show. And for Twitter, our handle is at Moving to FL show. If you'd like to connect with us, if you have any questions or if you need a realtor here in Florida, you can reach us here at Moving to Florida show at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show if you like our content so it will automatically download to your device and get you one step closer to moving to Florida. 